Real conversations, real women, real stories. Here, you can listen to a collection of stories from women just like you, sharing moments that change their life. We believe that all stories should be celebrated, whether they are the happiest moments of your life, moments that left you feeling lost, or moments where you healed yourself again and again. We are here for all of it. Heal, grow, and connect with us. Welcome to the This Is We podcast. All right. I am so excited to have our next guest here with us. Andrea is a former police detective turned human potential coach. As the founder of AP Coaching, she is the secret weapon for high level entrepreneurs and leaders, helping them expand their impact and create sustainable growth while doing less and having more fun. As a highly sought after coach and renowned international speaker, her insights have been featured in documentaries, transformational podcasts, and Jack Canfield's upcoming book, Unstuck. I am so excited that you are here and joining us and you know, willing to share your story and just give us a glimpse into your journey. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you. I I can feel the energy that's been coming through for the past week for this. So I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to share. Oh, so please tell us your story. I'm so excited to hear it. Yeah. And I think it's funny because it really did start when, when I was young, like for the most part, it's like I had a big dream on my heart. And at the same time, I learned, I learned very young to, to actually go against what, what that was. And I learned to become the people pleaser, the overachiever, the, the perfectionist. And I kind of joke and I'm like, if I wasn't first, I was last. It's like, what's the point of even trying if I'm not going to be the very best at absolutely everything. And that spilled over to to my schooling. I, I got top of grades. I was captain of my sports teams. I, had to literally put so much pressure on myself to to perform and achieve and and that led into when I became a police officer as well like I I graduated at the top of my police class I was valedictorian I accelerated through the ranks faster than any of my peers I I even skipped a pay grade by a year it's like they don't even do that like that's not even a thing and wow. if you were to look on the outside it's like people would think I was playing at the top of my game. They're like she hasn't mm-hmm. figured out. I was in a specialty unit. I was earning over six figures. I was helping thousands of youth. I had income properties, I had a beautiful home, a loving relationship, had good health. But on the inside, I felt like this life I had created, it wasn't enough. I felt like I wasn't enough. And I felt like, I felt like shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I felt like, completely depleted. I felt exhausted. I felt like no matter how hard I tried, it still felt like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And it was to the point now where I was, I was actually actively doing things to move my life forward. Like I went full into personal development. I, I read all the courses. I took all the, I read all the books. I, I invested in mentors. I had a coach and it felt like the more I was doing, the more I was doing, I was still missing something. And that was all until one day. I was like, what is this thing that I was missing? Well, I ended up figuring it out. And I went for a run. And when I got back from the run, I started to feel this, this, this weird feeling in my body. And I'm not someone that would, would call my doctor. But I, for some reason, I'm like, I'm going to call my doctor. My, my partner wasn't home. My neighbors weren't home. I'm like, I'm going to call them and see what they think. 
So the hospital was too far. So they're like, why don't you just go to the walk-in clinic? It's like five minutes away. So I jump in my car and I'm going to the walk-in clinic. And as I'm driving, I can feel like my heart is just racing. My palms are sweating. My stomach started to... What ended up happening is I ended up having an anaphylactic reaction. What? In that moment that I was like, this is not good. Like what happened was at this point, like I'm sweating. I am, I'm in so much pain that I'm dizzy. And the reason I knew this is because a month before I had my first anaphylactic reaction and it landed me in the hospital. And I was like the cool new owner of this EpiPen, which I didn't know how to use because I wasn't paying attention at the time. So now I'm at this point where it's like, this is different because the first time I had these outer symptoms, it was like, I was rashy. I had all these things, but this time it was like literally killing me from the inside out. Wow. My, my organs were swelling, my absolutely everything was, was inflamed and it was in so much pain. And I was like, I need to do something quickly. So I ended up pulling out this EpiPen that I just got that I didn't know how to use that I had to try to learn to, to use as I'm driving down the road in rush hour traffic. And I'm a police officer at the time. And I'm like, this is a horrible idea. Like, I don't recommend anybody doing this. But at this point, I'm like, I have no choice. So I, I pull it out. I stab myself in the leg. And I realized that one EpiPen is not going to do it. And that I needed another EpiPen and like right then and there. But the problem was I was in rush hour traffic. There's one road leading to the walk-in clinic. And I'm like, I can't pass these people. And I'm like, this isn't good. And it was then that I had like that sobering realization. Like, I I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I realized it was... It was so clear to me in that moment that I had been missing the whole fucking point. It's like I had been taking all this action. I, I had a desire in my heart. Like I knew that I wanted to, to live on a lake, that I wanted to have an amazing lifestyle, that I wanted to, to have great impact, that my partner and I, we wanted to co-create something truly amazing together. And yet I still felt like I wasn't giving myself that life. It's like, I wasn't fully living Mm -hmm. and I wasn't fully trying. And that to me was like, Oh fuck. That was huge. And, and it was then that I was like, okay, that's not how I want this to end. So I, I mustered like every ounce of courage, every ounce of adrenaline of energy of anything that I could possibly could. And I, I basically, said to my guides, my angels, the universe, whoever was going to listen. And I promised myself. And I said, if I make it home, if I make it alive, that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to live from my heart, to live a life worth living. And so for the next five minutes, I like, I dialed in, I wheel into the Walmart parking lot. and, And if you know me, I literally would have to be dying to go to a Walmart parking lot. It's like, that's the last place I ever want to go. And I end up, and if you've ever been to Walmart, you know, finding a parking spot is an absolute nightmare. So I'm, I'm prepared to, to be parked on the curb, throw my keys to the, what are the Walmart greeter as my valet, but, but luckily I didn't have to. So I, I find a parking spot. I get in there, I walk past the McDonald's. I throw myself on the counter at this point. And 
here's a fun fact about walk-in clinics. They do not have EpiPen <laughs> based on, yeah, based on all logic. So the lady's like, you'll need a prescription for one. So at this point, I'm, I'm pretty much out of consciousness. They, we call an ambulance, could have saved myself the whole trip. Moving forward, call an ambulance. But as soon as the ambulance got there and I got treatment, it was literally this relief from the inside out. And that to me is, is what, what changed everything. So I committed. So since that day, I committed instead of just being one foot in and one foot out on, on actually going for it. I was like, I I'm in, I'm full in, I'm, I'm all in on this life. And it gave me the courage. It gave me the courage to, to do some of my deeper inner work, to, to transform some of the things that I had been kind of dipping my toe into, but haven't fully allowed myself to experience. It gave me the courage when it was time in my heart, when I knew I, I was meant to leave policing to, to leave, even though it made no sense on paper. But thank God I did. Cause I left in December, 2019. So it was two months before the pandemic hit. So if I stayed, I would have had to, we all know how that worked out for police officers. Not so much fun. Like I would have had to come no. back on the road I would have, I wouldn't have been able to leave. Like it would have killed my soul. Mm -hmm. And this also gave me the courage to, in, in, I think it was the beginning of 2021, we knew it was time for us to move to the lake. So we moved to the lake, we bought our house and, and we bought it during lockdown and, and we bought it where we had a month and a half to go from a shell of a house to a full renovation. And we didn't even own the house at this point hoping that if we get it renovated in time, the bank will give us a mortgage on it because they don't give a mortgage if you don't have 98% of it complete. So it was this jumping in with full heart courage that truly does, it, it changed everything. So now I'm, I'm really grateful. Like we really are living the life that we love. We have a business that we love. We're helping inspiring entrepreneurs and leaders. We are living the lifestyle on the lake. We work less, we earn more, we're having more fun. But I think the most important part of the whole thing is, is I did it this time from the inside out. Like I had spent so much of my life trying to do it to, to please others, to make other people happy so that I was enough. And this point I did it because I wanted to create the life I love because I love myself. Oh, that's amazing. Like, I'm like, I feel like I'm like experiencing like every emotion with you, like <laughs> horror, like white knuckling it to Walmart oh to get God. to the clinic. And then just like that relief of just being like, oh my gosh, this is what I needed to kind of get both feet through the door instead of having one foot in and one foot out. And I wanted to ask, you talked about going all in and how did that feel? Because it can be so terrifying. Like even just hearing the words, I'm going all in on something and it's literally going all in and kind of not knowing anything of what the outcome is going to be. And I'm so curious and how, how that felt just going all in and just not looking back. It's such a, it's such an interesting concept because to our brains, when we think of it, it's like, Usually we think all or nothing and we're like, okay, yeah. well, either we're, we're going to totally fail or we're, we're going to burn ourselves out or, or we're, something's going to happen. But, but it's actually not that all in doesn't necessarily mean all or nothing. All in means you're going for it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because for myself, my own personal journey, but even like, if I were to think of the last 10 
high performing entrepreneurs, business owners who, who come to coach with me, probably eight of them would admit like, I'm only playing at 60%. Mm. And the other two admitted, I'm maybe playing at 80% max. And the only thing between 60, 70, 80%, like the, the only, only, only thing between you and your dreams is fear. Yeah. And I realized, so for me, it is scary to think I got to be all in. But I think I also know that that's the only way 60% won't work. If you're, you're, you're one foot in and one foot, it actually won't work because you need to be fully in it. Mm -hmm. And what you'll end up doing is you're just going to learn something quicker. So it's not actually failure. It's just feedback for, for you're going to learn really quickly. Mm -hmm. What's the thing you're going to learn? And then you can pivot and then, and then things will move. But unless you actually commit to, to moving it with everything that you've got. And the cool part about that is, have you ever experienced something where you you kind of like, you you laid it all on the line. You're like, I'm going to do my best. And even if it doesn't work out at that point, you're like, I don't care. I did my Mm -hmm. best. It's the times when you're like, like, I kind of, kind of did it. And even if you like win something at that point. It's like, it doesn't feel the same because it's like, you didn't really give it your all. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's really important that you have something to pull you when it is scary because it's going to be scary. It's going to be fucking terrifying. It's going to be like, this makes no sense. Our brains don't get it. And that's why when you do it from your heart, it's, it takes courage. It takes a mm-hmm. ton of courage because fear is going to be there. Yeah. hundred percent. And I love you're saying that, like, you just have to commit because I'm very much a person that I know for myself and anything that I've done, I'm very good at just going for it. Like, I'm just like, I'm doing it. See you later. But I have to not have other commitments on my plate. And so when I remember doing like launching the We experience, I really had to commit and say, I really have to close this chapter before I actually get into this next one. Because without closing it, I would still just be half in, half out being like, well, I have this backup just in case, you know, shit hits the fan and this doesn't really work. I'll just lean on this. But it wasn't until, and everything that I've done, I it's not until I fully commit and just like walk through the door fully where it all falls into place. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what was, this is how it's supposed to feel and be like. So I love how you just kind of explain that because there is so much fear and, and fear is such a funny thing because you can fear so many different aspects. Like I'm not scared to fail, but man, am I scared to succeed? Yes. Right. Like it's so like, I'm okay to fail. Like, Oh, I'll just learn and figure it out. But to succeed is something that scares the living shit out of me. And I'm always like, you know, you'll figure it out, Portia, you will get there. But it's just so, it's so, so cool that you just kind of went for it two feet in and just had that aha moment. And what you're saying makes so much sense because for me, in that moment too, it wasn't so much the fear of it's not going to work out. It's also the fear of 
Who do I now have to become to be the person who gives myself the the lake life, who gives myself more abundance, more fun and working and all these things. It's like, it usually isn't the all in for, I'm scared that it's not going to work because I'm going to fail. It's usually like, oh shit, I got to go all in and allow it in and allow it to be easy and allow it to be all these things that it can be. Mm-hmm. that's the real challenge. That, that is the growth opportunity. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, and I'm just like, it's so funny that you said that. So now I'm just thinking back and it's just like every single time I've done something and done something scary, I really had to kind of step into my own power and ultimately learn so much more about myself and kind of put myself up on a little bit of a pedestal and be like, you can do this and you can move through this and walk through this and learn as you go. And you talk about easy. I want to talk about that a little bit more because I was reading your bio and you're talking about sustainable growth with doing less and having more fun. And to me, it's so hard to wrap my head around in a way that doing less can equal more abundance. Because when you open your phone and you look on social media, all you are seeing is people doing more and more and more. And Sometimes when you step back and do less, you feel so much like external pressure to do more, even though, you know, deep down doing less is going to bring you more success or abundance or whatever it is in your life. So help me help us all kind of work through the chatter in our own brain as to, you know, doing less does equal more. Because it is, it's a paradox, right? So it's, you're going to do less, but then it's going to give you more wealth, more fun, more time. It's like, how does, how is that even a thing? Mm -hmm. And this is one of my most favorite things when clients come to me, because they're like, they're, they're high achieving, they're multiple six, seven figure entrepreneurs. And then they're like, comfort zone is doing, get me to do. And I'm, I'm off to the races, get them to slow down. You want to see someone freak out, get them to, to do less and to, to just <laughs> slow down and enjoy and have fun. So it's, it's actually, it's a new way of being. And this is where we switch really from the outer game when we're driven from the outer success, having to do our worth attached to the outside or our beliefs, all that, they come from the outside to now it's, it's being created from within. It's truly a heart-centered game. But the most important thing to know is, is you're not going to create what you want. You create what you believe. So you won't create what you want. You create what you believe. And most of us don't even know the beliefs that we have around this. Like it's the subconscious stuff that gets us so stuck. So part of it is we've been so conditioned and trained to believe that we have to be continuously doing, doing, doing in order to then receive what we want. And that's not the truth. The truth is the more you make yourself a priority, the the more you love yourself, the more you align yourself, what it is that you, you actually love to do. Then as a result of you, you giving yourself that it allows things to come with greater ease because there's less resistance. Mm -hmm. It allows things to happen where it's way more fun. And, and it's not so much driven by the shoulds. I should be doing this. I have to be doing this. I need to be doing this. It's like, all we're doing is we're running up against resistance of, I can't have this. I can't have this. I want this, but I'm not going to get it mm-hmm. to now. It, it really does come with like, 
it's this is an inner game at this point. It's it's really it's an opportunity to go deeper into what are the beliefs around your wealth and your abundance and your your way of being, and that it can be all the things. And it's funny because this new way of going within and living from your heart is complete. I call it crazy backwards land because it's so backwards from anything we've ever been taught. Yeah. I'm going to give you a really ex- quick example of, of, and it's so silly and it's not even related to, to anything entrepreneur wise, but it will, I think it'll hit home because we, we live on a lake and, and we live in a, it's an environmental, like people just, just love nature. They respect it, but there's some really big fishermen in the area. And one in particular, they, he's been here for like 30 years and been trying to catch this like big rainbow trout. And one day my partner and I, so Mel, we're, we're canoeing and we're like, what's that thing? And we see, we didn't know what it was. So I threw my fishing rod, I, I, I pulled it out and a massive rainbow trout. And we're screaming because we didn't know what it was. And it was terrifying. It was huge. So we call him. We're like, what do we do? And he's like, he's laughing, but he's also like pissed that he's been trying for 30 years to catch this fish. The next day, I was like, I'm going to go out and catch another one. So I go out within 10 minutes. We go out, we catch one, we come back, caught a massive rainbow trout. And he, at this point, he's like, how are you doing this? And the way we're doing it is we just know the rules of the game. The rules of the game is if you challenge yourself to actually do the things to give yourself what you want, things become easy. But most people won't do that. Most people stay in their comfort zone. They do the shoulds. They do the mm-hmm. things that they feel like they have to do. And that's where all the struggle comes. That's where it, his belief is I need to be doing this for eight hours a day trying to find it. And we're like, I can, I'm going to go in 10 minutes and it's going to be fun. And it's But, but really what it is, is it's, you're using the rules of the game. You're using the laws of the universe to your advantage. And if you don't know the rules of the game, it's hard to play the game. Well, Mm, I love that story. (laughs) I'm so, I'm like laughing. I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I'm yeah, I'm just picturing him being like so pissed. (laughs) He's so, and he's so pissed because he's also like, how are these two fishing on a Tuesday at 2 p.m. where I'm at my business that I hate, that I'm I'm struggling to do, where they're seeming to get paid to have fun. How are they doing that? Yeah. And the truth is, it looks easy. It, what we do looks super easy, but it's not because mm. what we're actually doing is we're just challenging ourselves. We have the courage to do the things that most people wouldn't. He doesn't want to leave the job that he hates mm-hmm. because then he has to actually admit what he wants he actually has to give himself the time freedom we had to choose to go out during that time when in the past that would have absolutely given me an anxiety attack being like oh my god I'm not working it's it's 2 p.m on a Tuesday and I choose to do this instead so it was like there's certain things where if you continuously choose and listen and act on it things will happen for you that wouldn't happen for other people And that's when it looks so effortless, so easy. So it's like an athlete watching an Olympic athlete being like, they've got it all figured out. Yeah. Wow. So I wanted to ask you, especially on challenging yourself, because I'm sure there's, you know, many people listening that are feeling the pull to create change in their life and to, you know, stop living the shoulds and start living for themselves. 
but they're, they're scared. They don't know, you know, maybe how to challenge themselves or what is really the right next step or the first step into challenging themselves. So what would you say to those that are, you know, looking to break free and, and challenge themselves a little bit more? I love this. Okay. So I love this because I know this, because I lived this, because I, I was that. It was like, I, I don't, give me something here. Give me something to work with. So it's, it's actually really simple. So the first step in this is going to be, you need to it actually admit, like, what is it that you want? Like, it's, it's so simple. It's almost too simple, mm-hmm. but it's hard because sometimes when it's like, okay, like for me, I had to admit, I wanted the lifestyle. I had to admit when I was in policing that I wanted to work less. I wanted to earn more. I wanted to have a greater impact. But sometimes we don't even allow ourselves to admit that because we're like, what if I admit it and I can't have it? Mm-hmm. Or it's like, how do I even know that's my heart speaking opposed to how do I just not know it's my fear or my ego talking? Like, how do I even know? And the, the, the easiest way to know is like, when it's your heart, it's going to be quiet. Yeah. Really quiet. And when it's your fear, it's going to be so fucking loud and in your face and distracting you and waving its hands and like right up in there. Mm-hmm. So it's the first part of admitting it is, is starting to quiet yourself enough, your mind enough for you to actually start to listen to what's coming through. What's the thing that's important for you? And then once you've actually admitted it, and and this is a path. So this isn't a one-time, I admitted it, I'm done. It's like, you'll continue to become more clear and more clear and more clear. And then the second step is, yes, you have to commit. You need to like jump in with both feet, but you also have to act. You need to get into action. And it's the action steps that are just super teeny tiny baby steps. Like when I left policing, it wasn't, Leading up to that, it took me probably two and a half years from the moment I had my allergic reaction to the time I I knew in my heart it was time to leave. And that was still two years sooner than what my financial plan said to do. So it it wasn't any grandiose thing between that. It was teeny tiny baby action steps. So if someone's like, well, I don't know where to start, start with starting just one thing. What's one thing that you want to admit in the next six months? What's the game? What's the, the, the energy? What's the focus you want to go all in on in the next six months? And then what are the teeny tiny baby action steps that you can take? And just challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to, to go for it. But here's where I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck or confused with when I mean challenge. Challenge does not mean you need to push through. It needs to be hard. It needs to be like something crazy. It, it usually is the opposite for my clients. It, for example, their challenge isn't to do more. Their challenge is to go slower, to be more vulnerable with themselves, to open their heart more to, to vulnerability, to fun, to relaxation. It's, it's the challenge of doing what's good for your heart, not the challenge of just challenging yourself to challenge yourself. It's like challenge yourself to do what's good for your heart. If it's good for your heart, do it. If it's not good for your heart, don't do it. And that's where it takes some practice because your your ego is going to be going bonkers and your emotions are going to be going nuts because sometimes what's good for your heart isn't actually what's good for your senses. 
your senses are saying, I want this. And your heart's saying no, because your heart's usually calling you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's usually calling you to step up, to be, to play bigger, mm-hmm. dream more, to love more, to have more, to be more. And often that's why it's important to also do less because you don't need to do to be those things. Often you need to be. And then from being, you then receive more, you create more. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. So Does that true. make sense? Does that land? It makes so much sense. I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm just thinking back of just my own journey and how I had to do a lot of those things, especially when I transitioned. A lot of the transitions that I've had from changing, I've been an entrepreneur for so long and I've had many little jobs. Everyone's like, you do this too, Portia? Yeah, I've done a lot because I just continue to chase like follow my heart, follow my passion and do those things. Some, sometimes those things can sustain me for a couple of years. Sometimes it's just a little bit of time and it's just a stepping stone. But I remember when I transitioned from being social media manager, like being in social media. And as much as that was in my element, it was very much outside of my element in the way of just showing up online. I was never an online person before even becoming a social media person. And and so many people are shocked by that because it seemed so effortless for me. And very much, it was so uncomfortable for a long time for me to be in front of the camera and talking and, and doing a lot of those things. But I remember when I knew that I was burnt out, I could no longer do this anymore. And I had to sit quietly with myself and do less. And I started to meditate. And it was when I was meditating that I really was able to listen to my heart and take some of those smaller steps forward and really challenge myself to become more of who I want to be. Because those, you know, three years that I was doing social media, I very much lost Portia. I became some sort of Portia on social media and did not know how to be myself outside of that anymore. And that sitting still and doing less did so much for me, but it was so, so challenging at the same time, because every time I opened my phone, there was another, you know, social media manager person launching something else and doing more in their career. And I'm like, oh my God, I am like taking 50 million steps back, but I know it's right. I know it's right. Don't feel the pressure. Don't do because you feel like you need to do. And I was lucky that I had such an amazing, you know, support system around me. And I know that you've talked about your partner and just the support and what you guys are, you know, creating together. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because there are people that may be in relationships or in certain scenarios that don't necessarily feel the support that is going to help them take that next step, that they feel very, you know, kind of stuck in their own relationships or whatever it may be. And and that fear of, I really want to be this person because I know deep down, this is who I want to be and what I want to go for. But I don't think this person that I'm sharing my life with, or even just my friend circle, whoever, my parents, I don't think that they're going to see it in the same light as me. And I don't want to disappoint them, or I don't want to cause a rift. So what would you say to that to, or to somebody who's listening that, you know, is feeling that within their own support system that is ready to take on that challenge and to change their life, but ultimately is maybe a a closeted people pleaser and doesn't want to. And when you were sharing about your story there, so, so this ties in perfectly to what what you were saying before too, like this fear of success, Mm -hmm. because usually what fear of success comes down to, it comes down to, 
a fear of I'm going to be alone or a fear of I'm going to lose myself. So those are the two fears that it usually is. If I do this, I'm going to outgrow people. I'm going to outgrow my inner circle. My partner's not going to understand. This might be the thing that actually tears us apart because it's the final thing and I'm growing and, and maybe they can't keep up with me or maybe they don't, they don't want to do the same growth journey. And then the other aspect of it is also the fear of if I do go for this, I'm going to lose myself in it because I'm going to swing so far into consuming all of all of myself into this. And then I don't have time for my partner or my family or my friends or my circle. So, so those are usually the fears that, that do keep us playing at 60% or, or kind of being in ish. And, and I actually felt like that. One of my fears was when I, when I jumped in is that if I, if I jumped fully in, what if my partner didn't come with me? What if I had to do it alone? And what I know now is when you go all in for, for your, your dream, what's your desire? What's because we're here to be creators. We're not here to just react in life and just do things. We're, we're here to be creators. So when you create the life that you would absolutely love and you focus on I'm really going for that, if they're meant to be your person, they will grow with you. If they're meant to be your inner circle, they will come along with you. And if they're not, then they won't. And eventually that will become evident. But we, we can't want to pull other people along with us. And, and often we get scared if, if I'm doing this thing, they're not doing the exact same thing as me. So they're not going to come along with me. No, they, they're probably just going to do it in their own way. Mm-hmm. But the trust and the faith has to be in, I'm going to do it for myself. And this is where you need an important reason or a why greater than you for you to do this work, to to actually jump in and give yourself what you want. And mine, so I'll share with you mine. So mine is, I want to know when I take my last breath, whether it is when I'm peacefully at sleep or if I'm having a wild ass allergic reaction that I didn't play it safe, that I actually truly went for it. Like I, I lived well, I loved well, I lived a life worth living. And that pulls me, that gives me the courage to say, okay, I need to do this for myself. I, if I'm going to love myself enough, have no choice then but to go for the life that I love. And because I'm worthy of love, I will then attract and su- have support around me who people will genuinely thrive with me. They'll co-create with me. And I have found that to be so true. You might lose some of the, the inner circle who aren't your people, but you would have lost them anyways. So you might as well choose because what you'll do is you'll end up gaining so much more than anything that you think you might lose. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's so, it's so true, but it can be so hard, right? Because that's your comfort and that's what you know. And absolutely, it is so, it's so challenging. And this is truly why you, it's, it's so important to have for me, like I, I want to play at my highest level. So I, I like having mentors and guides and, and people who can help navigate seeing the bigger picture. Because sometimes when you're in it 
and it feels like, okay, this is really hard. It's like, you need somebody to mm-hmm. also be like, okay, here's, here's the bigger picture. I can, I can guide you through this part. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes when you have to be your own best friend and be like, all right, <laughs> let's go for it. Yeah. It's- and things will change and you will attract like it, the more, the more you focus on your growth and you just do it because you love yourself, the more you can attract people and circumstances that love you. So it's, it's a win game, but you have to be willing to play it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hardest. The first role is the hardest. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's the first you're, you're totally, it's like that inertia. Once you get past that, it's totally fine. It's safe, Mm -hmm. but it's that, Oh, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. I always say like, I'm so comfortable with being uncomfortable now that it's still not comfortable. But I'm like, okay, my body knows how to handle this. I know how to move through this. I know how to talk to myself in the right ways. I know who to lean on, especially if I am feeling certain ways. But it took me a long time to get there. And I think I had to remind myself a lot that I was able to do that. And I think there's just so much power in just kind of knowing yourself a little bit more than just like that superficial shell in a sense. And and really when you do slow down, you can, you do have the space and the capacity to kind of learn yourself, learn more about yourself and what you love. And that kind of gets me into the next question where you brought up, you know, doing what, doing more of what you love. And I know for myself, when I was completely burnt out, this was with like my shift where I lost myself and I was going and I was trying to rediscover who Portia was and what she was on this planet to do and, and what she loved doing. And, you know, I dabbled in a lot of things, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy finding things that I love to do. So what, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who was going, you know, a million miles full speed ahead and now is like putting on the brakes and saying, okay, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to do less. I'm going to have more fun, but I don't even know what that looks like in my life. Yeah. And I see this literally all the time because one of the signature programs that we host, it's the Accelerate Your Growth Pro, Accelerate Your Growth Experience. And it's a two-day event. And the first day, what we do is we release a lot of the self-judgments from even allowing yourself to, to admit. Because the reason we don't know or we're like, I don't know what it is or it's not clear it's because we're not in our heart. We're either in our, our mind or we're in our emotions. And we think our way through things. So the amount of times I have entrepreneurs who are like, I have been doing personal development for, for 10, 15, 20 years. And I didn't even realize what personal development was until I started to do this course. And it's like, I know, because this is the thing that helped me move things forward too. So if you're not in your heart, it's very challenging to actually hear what your heart is saying. So it could be as simple as just having a tool to help you to just quiet your mind and connect back to your heart. One of the ones that I use from the beginning, because my mind would race a mile a minute. It's like, I can't shut it off. It's driving me nuts. Is is just a simple heart centered meditation. And if it's helpful, I'd be happy to share. Mm-hmm. I have a free meditation. It's just andreaparkercoaching.com slash meditation. So I can give the link to your, yeah. it's like a simple five minute meditation. And what it does is it just gets you back into your heart. So then when you're in your heart, then you can then start asking maybe some of the questions like, 
What lights me up? What am I doing when I'm lit up? What truly brings me joy? What is the thing that I'm actually yearning for? Maybe it's, maybe it's being in nature. So, so I'm not the type of person where I sit down and I meditate for hours and hours and hours and hours. I'm more the person where I, I do see the power in quieting my mind. So I absolutely love that tool. I've used it every single day and it, it was wildly, wildly helpful. And other things you can do is do things that make you feel good. Maybe it's moving your body. Maybe it's sleeping more. Maybe it's eating well. Like what are the things that you can do to stop distracting yourself so that you can start tapping in more to what is important? And then if you really want to get wildly clear and go super deep, then come to the workshop. But it's often what we think we what we want is totally different than what our heart actually wants. Mm-hmm. So true. Like I'm thinking of one of my my clients. She's she's awesome. She's a a high performing entrepreneur. When she came, she's like, I my intention is to hit seven figures, and she wasn't hitting seven figures. And then when we did the the process where where she was actually admitting what was most important to her, and it was slowing down in nature and connecting with her partner and traveling. And she realized, holy shit, the the seven figures didn't even come up on this list of things that's important and she's actually been going deeper into these things and guess what's happening she's on route to hitting seven figures yeah. so it's it's so much simpler than we think it is but mm-hmm. we have to quiet our minds in order for for it to come through mm-hmm. a lot of the things that i did was like i don't know if it's necessarily inner child work but i did things that i enjoyed when i was a kid So like, I was a huge, I love swinging on swings. Like it was like, ultimately, like it just made me feel so free. I don't know why, because you're not really going anywhere, but I just loved it. I think it's just so simplistic. And it just always brought me back to those moments of being a kid. So like my daughter, she does singing lessons and right near where I drop her off for swinging lessons is a swing set. And it's actually on the lake. And I would go there, drop her off, park my car and swing for like 15, 20 minutes and just be like, and watch the sunset and be like, this is the best thing ever. Like, I absolutely love this. I used to make my husband go, I'm like, throw me around in this thing. Like, let's be kids again. I love that. And it just, you're playing, right? And when you're playing, you're no longer in resistance. Like my, my wife and I, we joke, but like, we have a hill that's like down the house for house. So we toboggan like as often as we can down this hill. And it's like, you're just seeing these like two adult women bobsledding basically down this hill together. And it's so much fun. We've got all our neighbors behind it. It's like, that is what it's about. It's about being in that creative energy of just playing. Cause when you're playing, mm-hmm. you're no longer in fear. No, that's the important part. You can either be in your heart or in fear. And when you're in fear, you're kind of fucked. But when you're in your heart, it's like, that's when you can create. So that's, I love that story. I love that you're, you're allowing yourself to kind of, to play and and be in that energy. And then inspiration will come and be like, Ooh, wouldn't this be a cool idea? And then you follow that and then you follow it and you follow it. Like it really is a path. And the other thing that you said that I think is, is super important too, is like part of the work that I do, what I really specialize in is going deeper into the subconscious. It's like 
why aren't we allowing ourselves to play? Why aren't we allowing ourselves to slow down? Like, there's no way for me, I would have been able to consciously connect the dots to know that the reason I wasn't moving my career forward was because when I was two years old, I asked my mom for something and she didn't come. So then I was like, why ask for what I want? Why actually admit it? And if I admit it, I don't get it. It hurts. So I'm not going to do that anymore. It's like, it's so simple, but there's no way our brains would be able to connect it and be like, oh, that's because of that. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's important to have some tools and some guides so that that is more easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to say like, I, my whole journey, I was like, I never did this on my own. I had so many people, like a, a community of guides and helpers and supporters really helping me transition, you know, out of where I was very much lost in what I thought, you know, I thought, Oh, marketing, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to be on top of the world. I'm going to be like the best marketer in the world. And I'll be on social media and I'll be so famous. And, and then it was like this realization, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know why you think you want this because you've never wanted this. And you're, you're so much more humbler than this. And you love the small things in life and the, and the slowing down and the quiet. And why all of a sudden do you want to run so fast towards something? And I really needed to lean on others to support me in that transition because I never really experienced hustle before. And then I was in it and I really didn't know how to get out of it. And it was like physically getting out of it, mentally getting out of it. That was the Mm -hmm. hardest part was kind of trying to switch the script in my mind that just because others are doing this does not necessarily mean that I need to do this or that it's right for me. You never wanted this before. Why do you want this so much now? What are you really speaking to? More or less my ego than anything else, not necessarily my soul. And I love how you just talk about like, it's important to have those support systems and those guides and the coaches or whatever they may be in your life because they, like I've had it for a lot of things and it's truly transformed so much of my life in such a positive way. And I wouldn't have been able to be where I am today without them. I would totally, I'd be like 50 million steps back still. Yeah. Totally. You like that. It out eventually, eventually. But it's like, it would have took you forever. So a it's long like time and it gets to be more fun. That's part yes. of it. Too. Like it gets to be more fun. You're not mm-hmm. meant to do it alone. No, no definitely no. not. No, not at all. And so I wanted just to ask this question. You, you know, you're currently on this path. And did you ever imagine this is where you would have ended up? So, you know, back 2017, when you had your allergic reaction and everything, and you're like, okay, I need to put my one, you know, put both feet through the door. Did you ever think that you would be here right now doing what you're doing? And no. (laughs) So no, in the sense that, well, let me say yes, in the sense. So yes, in the sense that I really do believe that we are the creators of our reality. So I really do believe that if, if, if it's in our hearts, it's meant for us, we have the, we have the ability to, to make it happen. So once I actually got super clear and started to take that action, did I think that I would have a home on a lake and have a beautiful relationship and have a successful business? Yes. I, I fully believe that. I thought it was going to take much longer. And did I think I'd be here in the sense when I say no, it's because it always works out better than we can imagine it being. It's like, there's something in our our brains or our minds that it's like, yeah, you can have that. And it's going to look like this. And then it totally is 
so different, but so similar to what we imagine, but it's always better mm-hmm. if we allow it to be. So I knew in my heart, my I didn't always know it in my fears, but I knew in my heart I'd be here. And, and I'm kind of, if I'm completely honest, like I'm playing for the, my new game now. My, my new game is, is definitely greater impact. Like I, I'm ready to, to share this message with, with so many more humans. So this, I'm so grateful I get to do this podcast with you. Like, like this is part of, of, I believe my heart's, my heart's desire is, is to share this with more people. And, and it's the same thing. I'm, I'm having to do the same thing jumping in with both feet and and you're so it's really cool if if you were to come to me 10 years from now you'd be like did you ever think you're actually doing the thing that you said you wanted to do and in my heart absolutely but i know it's going to be better than my my brain can possibly conceive it to be and i just got to keep taking it one baby step at a time mm, i love that did you ever feel i uh, at some point in your journey like I know you said it happened quicker, like everything kind of unfolded a lot quicker than what you had thought, but did you ever think at one point that, oh my God, is this ever going to freaking happen? Like Like, literally every day, (laughs) (laughs) every day. It's like this. And I'm an, I, I'm a very impatient person when it comes to dreams. It's like, I want it to happen yesterday. It's like, it's not happening. Why isn't it happening? So absolutely. Like normal parts of my day would be like, this isn't happening. Is this ever going to happen? Am I ever actually going to live the life to my full potential that I like, am I ever going to be able to, to have the life that I actually want? And it's like, even now, like I, this is what I do. This is what I teach. This is the deeper work that I do. And still those beliefs will pop up where it's like, who am I to actually have the wealth and the impact and the this and then that who am I to and it's like all these stories will pop up and they for sure popped up back then and and even now like it's 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 all part of the game like they they will definitely 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 pop up oh yeah I feel like that's where I'm at now I'm like oh my gosh like am I ever gonna get there I'm like, I know I'm going to get there, but I would really appreciate if it just did happen tomorrow. Totally. And what I've learned, and I say I've learned, but sometimes I need to, to remind myself is there's no there. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get there and be like, okay, I'm, I'm here. And it's like, but I'm not there. And it's like, well, there is no there. So just enjoy the journey now. So that's kind of what I'm, that's my, my new kind of growth opportunity is, is in pursuit of the more, more being the heart's desire, mm-hmm. the new desire, still being planted in like that one foot in gratitude. So this is where it's cool to have one foot planted, plant that one foot in gratitude, have that one foot towards desire because you're not, ne- you're, you're never going to get there. You're going to get there and you're going to have a new desire. So you might as well enjoy it. Yeah. I love that analogy. One foot in gratitude and one foot moving towards desire. Like, I love that. I absolutely, I'm, t- I'm living that now. Yeah. <laughs> gratitude is such a huge component. And I think it gets, we see gratitude so much everywhere. And I don't, I remember the first thing I did when I was com- feeling completely burnt out is I started a gratitude practice because one, that was the only thing that my brain could fathom because I was so angry at a lot of different things. And I was angry at myself. I was angry at my body. I was 
I was very angry and I needed to see the light again because I'm such a naturally happy person that it just wasn't there. And my big aha moment was telling my husband, I'm not happy and that I've been happier and I deserve to live happier. And that was when that was my pivotal moment where I was like, okay, we're done now. And we're going to start moving in that direction. And gratitude was the first practice that I picked up because that was all I could really fathom. And it was ultimately what I needed because I was so angry. And so I just love that you just kind of touched on that because it's so gratitude is so important in our lives. Gratitude. And I'm, you're, you, you knew exactly what to do because gratitude is, is what gets you back into your heart. Mm -hmm. That is the key. So if if somebody is listening and they're like, I don't know what to be doing gratitude. If you're going to do nothing else but gratitude, just do that because that is going to help you to get back into your heart. Mm -hmm. And when you're in your heart, nothing's missing. And then you can create and you can do the things. But if you're disconnected, it's really, really, really hard to, to kind of get going. And that's, that's another reason why I think having something, whether it's the meditation that gets you back in the heart or a gratitude practice or, or going into more about seeing the perfection in, in situations like mm-hmm. true gratitude, not like the superficial one where you're like, I'm grateful for, for flowers and for, for my tea, but like, but like really going into I'm pissed off and I can see the benefit in being pissed off because this is actually helping get into action or, mm-hmm. or whatever, like that will really help move you back into a place of, okay, I'm in my heart. Let's, let's see what happens now. Let's, let's create now. Yeah. Oh. I love that. And I love the deeper component of gratitude, not superficial gratitude, because that's, and I think that's kind of where I was going, where it was, we see a lot of superficial gratitude, like I'm thankful for this, or I'm, you know, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for this going my way, or, you know, these different things where it's like, I'm thankful for this lesson that was slapped across my face and redirected me onto my path. Like those are the hard pills to swallow, but often like that's when I, pause. I have like a gratitude journal that I um, do after I meditate, but I also kind of just do daily gratitude throughout my everyday, especially when I get those moments that are a bit of a slap in the face or a little bit of a shake. Okay, Portia, you're kind of meandering off and we're going to kind of throw this in your way and you're going to be grateful for it after you've kind of done, rolled through it all. But I, you know, yeah, gratitude kind of got me out of my angry state and led me down so many different paths. You know, it led me to meditation, which ultimately really brought me back home to myself. And I have so much gratitude for meditation and just what it has done for me. So I'm, I'm a huge meditation pusher. So good. So good. (laughs) It's so good. I just wanted to, you know, end our conversation off with just one more question. And Is there one thing, one, you know, inspiration, little nugget of inspiration, a piece of advice that you want to leave with everybody today? I would say, so as you know, like you don't have to wait for almost dying to do this. Like, like, and you don't even have to wait till you take your last breath. Like this could be the next breath of of really allowing yourself to to remember fear doesn't matter the things that we think are important aren't actually that important what's really important is did i live well did i love well and was i loved and just take that 
go for it. Allow yourself to go for it. Live well, love well. Fucking do the thing and you're going to have no regrets. You're going to be like, I went for it. I went all in on this life. Oh, I love that. I'm like fully charged now to like go do those things and (laughs) continue down my path, even though it's a little bit hard just to keep moving forward. Cause like you had said, it's all about the journey and enjoying that journey and having fun and doing less and not more. And on that note, Andrea, I am just so happy that you joined us today and opened up about your story and just kind of give us, given us so much to think about and to, you know, move forward into and start creating, you know, lives that we ultimately want to live and and be a part of and and enjoy and be happy. So thank you. It's my I'm I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this whole experience. And I really am. I I, I have so much gratitude for this. So thank you. Oh my pleasure. Thank you. 